Joining me now for a look at the equity space is Viv Govinda from Rancis Offshore. Thank you so much for your time, Viv. Quite a mixed bag that we're seeing there in terms of the markets. We're seeing the JSC returning to green territory today. A mixed picture there in the European markets and in the US. We did have them in the green yesterday, but in the red today. So really just pinpointing just how nervous investors are at the moment. So I'm guessing obviously the big catalyst that they're all waiting for is the Fed meeting that's going to be concluded today. Baked in 25 uh, basis point interest rate hike. So is the, the nervousness really coming from what we could see in terms of the commentary and where Jerome Powell could say we are in the interest rate hiking cycle? Yeah, I think it isn't quite totally baked in. I mean, there's also a possibility of a 0.5% hike, yeah. which is, you know, something that might want to do. Um, and of course, you know, we are, we are at the end or near the end of the rate hiking cycle in the Fed, according to the market estimates. Uh, the market also assuming that we'll be seeing uh, rate cuts coming in basically uh, at least end of this year, probably start of next year, in terms of uh, you know cutting rates because of uh, you know factors like the uh, recession that the market's pretty much you know predicting at the moment that there's going to be some kind of recession this year in the U.S. So uh, look, I mean, I think yes, we are probably are looking at at least 25 basis point hike this time around. Uh, we are concerned about what's going to be the future, you know, something with the Fed. Uh, the one thing I have to say is the Fed so far has been very, very, you know, uh, tough, uh, very, very, you know, strong-minded. Uh, they have not, uh, when given the chance, uh, chosen to basically step back from their rate-hiking cycle. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, will they basically be, you know, at the target rates, uh, target interest inflation rates by the end of the year or early next year in order to start cutting rates or cutting interest rates? I don't know that. I don't know if they will start cutting interest rates when we start, like, say, maybe three and a half, even four percent plus for the U.S. Uh, inflation rate, uh, which would make, you know, significantly above the 2% target. Yeah. All right. As much as there is a chance that the Fed could increase interest rates by 50 basis points, but largely the market has priced in 25 basis points. But I'm seeing quite a, a difference in attitude when it comes to the ECB because there's more hawkishness as expected out of the ECB, even though we have seen, for example, today inflation decelerating uh, or accelerating at a slower pace uh, now uh, in January at 8.5 percent, um, down from 9.2 percent in December. I'm just wondering why. Why the difference uh, in investor sentiment and expectations between the Fed and the ECB, where the ECB is expected to be more hawkish still? Look, the Europeans have had a very good winter, uh, much warmer than expected. That allowed energy prices to basically come down quite significantly, especially natural gas prices. But if you look forward into the next year, I think this year the German uh, forecasts are for, for 40% average higher prices than they were before the war uh, for natural gas. Uh, we are seeing, you know, negative effects through the entire uh, system over there. And inflation is higher. It's coming down a little bit. It's coming down after the U.S. has come down. It's significantly higher at the peak than the U.S. was. Mm. Um, and, you know, they have also facing, I think, uh, certain factors that are going to be quite negative for them. The U.S. is an exporter of food and energy. The U.S. basically benefits from these high energy prices. The, EC the European Union does not. Um, mm. At the same time, they have to be very careful because, for instance, the UK, which is of course you know, no longer the EU or the EC, or part of the European, uh, never part, was never part of the Eurozone. Uh, that is, I think, the worst performing large economy over the last two or three years. Uh, you know, they had a real dire situation, so hiking rates there might be a very difficult thing to do, despite the fact that they also are experiencing inflation at quite high levels. I think Europe is in a far worse situation than the U.S. at the moment, quite frankly. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go into company news. And a company that is not in a bad position at all is Bitcorp. Actually, the market's very ecstatic about the trading update, the entering trading update that they released earlier on today. At some point, that share price was up more than 
9%. So they were building on uh, a trading statement that they did release in November saying that uh, demand remains buoyant in all the geographies that they operate in, uh, expecting headline earnings per share to rise by as much as 49%, a record beating the last record that they saw in 2019. I mean, is this a comeback for the books? It is a sudden extent of comeback. Uh, look, I mean, uh, we were not quite certain just how things were going to recover after the pandemic and after lockdowns and so on. But there is a bit of a return to normality, and I think that's coming through with some of the results we're seeing here. In other parts of the world, you know, growth rates are coming back. You know, the unemployment rates are coming back to basically what they were pre-pandemic. Uh, you know, those kind of things are, 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 are quite positive for the company. They hit quite badly uh, in the midst of things. Uh, so, yeah, I... I think that the international market, especially with uh, corporate trading, it's, it's, it's looking a lot better than it was uh, in the pandemic and it's something to be expected, quite frankly. Yeah, all right. Harmony Gold also surprising to the upside today with markets very happy at some point that share price was up 4%. Uh, so coming out with a production update, gold production increasing even amid challenges, including load shedding. A glittering set of numbers there with the year, uh, yearly guidance maintained. I mean, is this a company that's working its way very well in an environment that isn't very business friendly at the moment? Oh, yeah, most certainly. Look, I mean, my, my assumption around load sharing is that eventually, if you've got a profitable business, you're making money at your business, you're going to have to have your own power supply, quite frankly. You can't be at the in the midst, uh, sorry, at the mercy of uh, ESCOM. I mean, you've seen that happen with ShopRite with that half a billion that they're spending on diesel. Uh, you saw the difference between that, for instance, uh, you know, the effect that had on Mr. Price's numbers and so on. So if you're, a, if you're a, uh, a business that makes money and how many right now is profitable to go price where it is, uh, it should be looking to basically try and immunize itself against these kind of things. Uh, when it comes to commodity companies, okay, look, yeah, it's great to get your costs down, but their profitability depends a lot more on what the gold price is. The gold price is now heading up again. Uh, we're seeing China return to the, the markets here. Uh, China historically is a great demand of gold, not just for the fear reason, but for because they like gold jewelry, etc. And if that's basically normal, we could from there. And I mean, it was, you know, the possibility totally gone away. And that might also be good for the yellow metal. Ah, all right. Well, let's get to your stock pick for today, Viv. What will it be? Sorry, say that again? Uh, your stock pick. Oh, my stock pick is actually Disney. Uh, Disney has come down quite dramatically, it's slightly covered recently, but from the peak, it's down about 47%. I think that their string business is, you know, quite attractive. They've got all these great little, you know, uh, things like Princess Marvel, Star Wars, and of course the Disney catalog. Uh, they may have overpaid for Fox, but I think uh, that that doesn't be priced into the price at the moment. And what's interesting about Disney is that, you know, Bob Iger is probably going to leave in the next couple of years. Uh, there's activist investors coming in to try and change the uh, trajectory of that uh, particular company. And there's so much value in there that if they can get themselves back on track, there's a lot more, I think, a recovery that you can see from Disney. So I like that company at the moment. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights today, Viv. That was Viv Govinda from Rancis Offshore.